Welcome to the TED Talk podcast. Episode nine. Season two still. It's a long season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome. My name is Benjamin Else, if you did not know that already. I'm an accounts executive at Tetrad, and we have Mara, correct? Yes. You guys would have seen me in the last episode with oh, Lucy Coles. <laughs> <laughs> and then our special guest today is from Synatic. Do you want to just introduce yourself, Jamie? Yeah, Jamie Piers, VP of Sales and Alliances over at Synatic. So we're a data automation and integration tool. Does VP mean very important v person? No, very because person. that would be VI. But <laughs> yes. Thanks, Pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling isn't your strong point. Okay. Neither um, sales. So vice president. Okay, very nice. So I wear many hats. So okay. basically if I get a contract into my inbox, I'm reading a contract. If okay. there's sales to do, I do sales. Okay. Uh, doing quite a lot of ops as well. So lots of stuff going on. So, so you mentioned a little bit about what Synatic does, but what is Synatic actually? So Synatic is a data automation integration tool. So effectively what we're doing is we're building four different integration requirements into a single tool. So um, ETL integration, data warehousing, and API management. So ETL is moving large volumes of data at mm. once. Integration is moving transactional data. So mm. we talk about at Synatic being able to move a million rows at once or one row a million times. And then we can warehouse data within Synatic and then you can publish that up to Power BI or whatever you need as a BI solution. And then we can do API management as well and we mm. can create APIs on top of the data that's in Synatic. Okay. Okay, so so a lot of the people that we have watching our podcast are quite young. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, well, Sorry, or <laughs> you guys can read up on it. <laughs> um, or but how did you? So you VP now? How did you get there? Um, so I I went straight into the position. So I um, I was running a business previously called Chase Software in South Africa. Um, exited that business in September 2019. It was I'd been there for a heck of a long time, almost 20 years. So it was time for me to move on and mm. do different things, different challenges. Mm. Um, friends with Martin Nordea. Um, he's the founder and, and, and tech genius behind Synatic, behind the platform. Um, we kind of danced around each other for two months and kind of figured each other out and whether we could actually work together versus just be friends and keep a level of friendship going. And and that was it. There was a what I like to call a Jamie-shaped hole, which is a relatively large <laughs> hole, but hey, um, a Jamie-shaped hole in the business and, and started working with Martin and haven't looked back. So that's October 2019 and been growing the business and pushing it since. Very nice. And, and it, what, do you, you said you worked for a, you had your own software company. Did you qualify in software or, or how, how yeah. did you get to that point of, having your own business so i did a bachelor of business science okay. um yeah, information systems at uct so mm. cape town born and bred moved Beautiful. up to Joburg in 2005 i think it was um to move from a position of running the support team team down in cape town up to ops director in, in Joburg. <coughs> so yeah. And and I know Synatic has a couple of people in Cape Town. So sorry, just on the Cape Town trend. Synatic has a p couple of people in Cape Town. Do they have a branch there or just people who work there? Uh, we got a couple of people who work down there. No, we okay. don't. We don't have a branch okay. there. Very nice. So how does your day to day look? Who who you who would you be selling to? 
Sure. So our, our strategy is very much around partnerships in South Africa, hence Tetra. Mm. So work very closely with your team. So we work bi-directionally with Tetrad. So we outsource some of our overflow projects to Tetrad. So a couple of great people here, obviously Ram, um, he leads a tech team and that, that team can then implement Synatic. And then we work closely with Tetrad in terms of incoming deals from Tetrad's mm-hmm. side. Um, so predominantly partner focused in South Africa. Okay. And then our go-to-market is generally um, US mm-hmm. and UK based as well. So pretty much that means my day starts at eight o'clock and ends at around about twelve one in the morning. Gee. That's that's an intense working hours. <laughs> it's it's tough, but also it's exciting, and mm. and I th- I think the 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 real positioning of the business is such that it's we're doing stuff that other people haven't done before Mm. so very much like taking south africa to the world and bringing the world to south africa so we're big believers in south africa's capabilities we've got a lot of wonderful very capable tech resources Mm. in south africa Um, i think south africans generally we're not very good at being confident enough to take ourselves out to the world you know, we kind of look at things like the Gartner Quadrant and get freaked out. And I personally don't rate the Gartner Quadrant very much because mm. you have to pay a whole bunch of money to be on there. So I look at that and I go like, well, how much of a test is that really of the mm. technical prowess of the system? And I think we tend to get a little bit freaked out by mm-hmm. that as South Africans. And um, one of my favorite sayings about Martin and I and taking this business overseas and, and really trying to grow it globally is you know, dumb enough to try, smart enough to make it work. Mm. So, like, it's it's hard. It's it's not an easy road. Mm. But if it were easy, everyone would do it. So, like, let's go and do stuff yeah. that other people haven't done before, and let's go and see if we can make it work. And I think that's an exciting exciting journey to be on. So, mm. at least at least we're doing something. You know, yeah, like something that's noteworthy. Like, will it work a hundred percent exactly like we expect it to? Probably not. Mm. And that's okay. Well, it hasn't already, but are we growing and are we getting traction? Absolutely. Mm. And and just on, on your journey with, with Salesforce now, do you find that um, a lot of the partners, clients that you guys have um, are... Inv- uh, do they do, do a lot of them make use of Salesforce, or, or or is it various different things that you're integrating into? Because obviously, between you know between Tetrad and Synatic, it's it's integrating from whatever the client may have into Salesforce. Is that generally how it goes, or what what's like your spectrum of what what's integrated into? Yeah, so so we do do a lot outside of Salesforce, but mm. we do do a lot with Salesforce okay. as well. So Salesforce is. I mean, it's a it's an incredible tool. It's just mm. so freaking powerful, you know. And there's such a depth to what you can do with it. Yeah. The the trick with Salesforce is that you know it's kind of a little bit like humans. The the more the more more capable a solution, the more complex it gets. Mm. And and humans are a bit like that as well. The more <laughs> capable the human, the more complex Some they are. Very often, yeah, exactly. Um, but but like with Salesforce, we're doing a lot where so Salesforce pitches this um, story of like customer 360 mm. and it's a great pitch and they and there is a lot of value in that but very often Salesforce struggles to get all of that data into a cohesive format mm-hmm. and into Salesforce yes. and then you're ending up kind of like building a whole bunch of stuff into Salesforce to deal with the 
you know, this multiple source of data mm. coming into Salesforce. And what we're doing is we're centralizing that data before it gets to Salesforce, which is is great for Salesforce. Yeah. It makes it easier for your Salesforce implementations. Yeah. So in short, to answer your question, like, yes, we do a lot with Salesforce. Mm. We do do quite a bit outside of Salesforce. Okay. Mm. And ma- main is that, would you say, if you had to put a percentage to it, your your the business that comes into Synatic, what percentage would you say is within South Africa and then outside? Uh, probably about 90-10 at the moment. Sure, okay. Okay. And so you spoke, so, so obviously you work a lot with Salesforce, but Salesforce does have MuleSoft. So how do you guys play in that game? What makes you better, essentially? Um, so where, where MuleSoft plays, if you look on the spectrum of like Zapier to MuleSoft, is MuleSoft's all the way up at the top end and, and very often only your big corporations can afford it. Mm-hmm. And that's really a pressure point for organizations okay. is uh, is like they, they just can't see the value of dropping, you know, $200,000, $300,000, you know, on the low end and then up to millions of dollars on license fees per, per annum because it's just too much off the bottom line. And that goes globally. It's not just mm. within South Africa. It's just it's just too much of a big hit. Mm. So MuleSoft is insanely powerful, and it's a it is a great tool in and of its own right. But it's also quite complex to implement, so therefore quite expensive to implement. Mm. And then also it's very it we find in about eighty to ninety percent of the cases that we come across it in a in a competitive pitch, it's just overkill for what the customer actually needs. Mm. So r- what you've got a lot of is you've got kind of a lot of bottom-end competitors where you've got the Zapiers and the Workatos and mm. the um, Saligos. So you've got a lot of competition down there and you've got quite a lot of competition up at the top with like Informatica, MuleSoft, mm. you are the big ESBs, but there's a big gaping hole in the middle. Yeah. And that's really what our target market is, is those mid-market companies who have more complexity than what the bottom end competitors can deal with, but they don't have the budget of the top end, you know, kind of like the the big abses and standard banks, etc., where they can go and say, cool, I can see justification in mm-hmm. spending on MuleSoft. Mm. So what was one of those <coughs> stories? You say, you, you find yourself in the middle. What was What's one of the coolest stories you can tell of somebody that uh, just that had that aha moment? <laughs> yeah, no, I got a good story there. So... Um, so we went into a competitive pitch with MuleSoft in in the USA, and like the uh, so we were doing pricing and and like you know like any good salesperson, I brought up the pricing sheet on on PowerPoint, and and I and I hadn't put per animal per per month on it. I just put the figure in <laughs> the monthly figure, uh, the sorry the annual figure, and assuming that he would assume that, and he didn't, and. You know, put it up there and like, you know, you put the pricing sheet up and he pauses and, and or I paused and I let him, you know, ingest in. the pricing, <laughs> and, you know, like let him, like him read through, in, you yeah. want to let him respond first. And he goes, that's per month, right? And I was like, no, per annum. And he's like, "Cool, send me a contract." Very nice. Yeah. So Very it's, nice. it's that, that's like, that's the, that's really the story is like, 
and they were a classic example. They've got, uh, they had like 12, 13 systems they were integrating. They needed to orchestrate that data versus just integrate that data. Mm. And that's that's really where you start moving out of that Zapier, Workata realm and start talking more about like, how do you formulate your strategy with data? Mm. And that's where we start to come into our own. And it was a total fit. They've been actually our most successful implementation, to be sure. honest. And how long did that take? They did it. So it's ongoing. So okay. what we actually what actually ended up happening there is um, and it's the way we started successfully finding we work with more and more customers directly is mm-hmm. they we just set up a Slack channel, they got going, it was 20 hours of training up front and then they just hit us up when they've got a query and we go on our merry ways and yeah, it's a it's a cool cool story. Yeah. And and how, uh, just now that you've mentioned it because it was actually on the previous podcast but how are you finding Slack? Are you are you enjoying using it or yeah. is it yeah, much better than 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 emails should i say yeah um so there's there's the um emails are are not a not an effective uh, there it's it's like having a, a one-way conversation it's not mm. not a good good outcome mm. you know so there's a space and a place for emails it definitely mm. is mm. like they are, are necessary when you need to put formal communication down mm. but um, in terms of asking questions and stuff it's just so ineffective yeah. so we've even got like a slack channel where our team can huddle and there's a technical person available yeah. mm. in the huddle all the time so if one of our team members have a technical question they can pop into that room they can hop on the huddle yeah. boom ask the question exit again so it's a very effective enterprise communication tool yeah. i think ms teams is starting to catch up um there's definitely stuff ms teams is doing better and there's stuff it does well um but it's not at slack's level yet mm. but yeah. i think it it will get there it's a big driver for for microsoft yeah. obviously they yeah. want to catch up to slack and and we've we've seen it we've seen some 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 of our customers so one of our biggest partners in the u.s they're like a 2000 person insurance um, solution provider yeah. so they provide systems for mm-hmm. insurance industry they've switched off slack entirely and they've moved on to ms teams sure. so and they're backing ms teams to catch up to slack there yeah and i don't think they're far off they're about 10 percent off but mm. it's the 10 percent yeah, the, the actually, <laughs> they actually make a big difference yeah, yeah. no yeah. they do so we spoke about that aha moment of your client and obviously aha moments within slack Within your career, what's one of those moments? Oh, many of them. Um, by personality type, I tend to remember the the bad things, not the good things. Um, or you can say a bad thing, how you learn from it. Well, not a bad thing, uh, learning. Yeah, okay. we yeah. only mm-hmm. talk about learnings. We don't talk <laughs> about mistakes. No. Um, I, th- I think even within Synatic, my biggest, l- well, within my career, Synatic was probably my biggest learning moments is those where, where we're going in as as an underdog, like yeah. proper, mm. proper underdog. Yeah. We There are, are things that we shouldn't, in inverted commas, be having those conversations. But yet as this 40-person South African business, I'm sitting at, 11 o'clock at night having a conversation with you know the vps of uh 
product and VP of partnership at one of our biggest partners in mm. the USA. And they're, as I say, they're like a 2,000 person organization. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm sitting here as Kippy over here, like 40 person <laughs> organization. <laughs> By all accounts, I shouldn't be having that conversation. Yeah. So I think the biggest aha moment for me in in my journey of of IT is just how value driven the USA is versus mm. relationship driven in South Africa. Mm. So in South Africa, we tend to sell via relationships. So you build the relationship yeah. with the people around you and then you sell. In the USA, you deliver value and then you build a relationship. Yeah. Sure. So, so you that's only very different. Yeah, it's a totally different pitch. Mm. So you only find out about like how many kids he has, you know, what his wife's name is or her husband's name is, you know, after the fact. Yeah. You don't find that out beforehand. Sure. You don't you don't have the friendly chatter up front. You you pitch value. Like how can I bring value to mm. your business? And those kind of things where this th- this big partner, you know, they saw value in what we they see present tense value in what we do and being able to say, cool, there's value in what we do. It corroborates our strategy and there's the value. Let's go and do it. And then we're going through the journey of building relationships out there is is that's probably the biggest aha moment mm. so, so i mean uh, obviously having run your own business um previously to to working for sunanic and now you're saying that they you know guys in america are very value driven how have you found that transition um to to only pushing value f- well pu- i want to say pushing but you know presenting value before actually creating a relationship because you know i know for ourselves it's also it's very relationship driven if, yeah. if you're best friends with the guy you know it, 10 to 1 it's going to go well for you yeah um and now you're saying it's over so how did you find that change from also running your own business now working with Sunatic, etc yeah so there's two questions in that yeah. um so question one is how did i find moving from chasing to Sunatic? it was a hell of an adjustment mm. um it was also like I'd exited on shaky grounds, so there was a there's a long story there, but yeah. like that's that's the past. Um, long since over that, but um, there was stuff that I needed to deal with mm. in myself. Yeah. So it was um, quite quite an interesting time of life. Yeah. Um, and and Martin was really good in that time, in that like he gave me my space to kind of figure myself out yeah. and how I'd fit into this new role. Yeah. Because it, it's a very different role. Mm. Uh, yeah, from absolutely. Going from CEO to to kind of VP of, of sales. Um, and and I figured that out pretty rapidly. It took me kind of three, four months to kind of find my feet and mm. find out who I was in that space. Um, and it went and it's gone well since. Um, in terms of the value pitch, uh, pitched... Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was completes the promise. <laughs> um, th- in terms of the the value pitch, uh, <laughs> that that has actually come a lot more easily to me than I thought it would. Uh, mm. Mainly because I'm by again by personality type, I'm a very direct person. Yeah. So I don't tend to like beat around the bush. Mm. So. Um, in, in actual fact, it's it's quite interesting. So I was sitting on a pitch to a UK customer the other day and I was like, cool, we've had our value presentation. This is what we do. This is how we do it. You have a need. This is it. Uh, next steps, uh, you know, proof yeah. of concept. Then we can talk about signing contracts. And they were like, whoa, dude, like just chill out. This is the UK. <laughs> you got to like 
Yeah, this he is our first injured. date. Yeah, like, take yeah, it easy. Yeah. Like, it's, we're not getting engaged just yes, yet. <laughs> yeah, just peace out, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so qu- quite interestingly, and, and like I jokingly, uh, Martin happened to be on the same pitch and joking out, right? Like, hmm, forgot I was pitching to UK people. They're not US people because they're just, they're totally different. Yeah. Like, yeah. UK is like South Africa. Yeah. You build the relationship. Yeah. You know, you take two, three months to build a relationship yeah. with the enterprise, and then you start talking about like POCs, etc. Mm. So it's a very different space. So I'm um, I'm pretty comfortable with it now, hey. Like, okay. and and I and I quite enjoy it because yeah. it's you get to the yes no decision much quicker. Yeah. And and you know where the, where you stand. Yeah. There's no like. Ah, uh, we might let's do this. You yeah. know, there's round robins of different people to engage with. Yeah. Like you know, we're signing enterprise deals in the space of three months, which is fantastic. You yeah. know, you go and look at a, yeah. a a sales pipeline in South Africa. Enterprise deal is like twelve months minimum, mm. usually twenty four months. Like, and same goes for UK. In the US, you can sign an enterprise deal in three months, and sure. and we're doing that at the moment. So, and and. Now, m- my question is, so fr- I, I want to find out the, the cinetic process from start to, to finish, obviously meeting with the clients, et cetera. How long does that process take for the customer to have their problem resolved? Or is it, is it uh, very it's different? It's uh, very different. How long is a piece of string? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're Depends dealing... Depends on the d- complexity, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we've done projects in two weeks. We've okay. done projects in, in six months. Okay. So... But in that six months, you've always got something through that process. Yes. So you don't, it's not, we, we're not big believers in in like a six, 12, 24 month project process. Mm. Like what we find happens is that too many people switch out in the project team yeah. during that period of time on the customer side. And then you've got to reskill up and mm. wada, wada, wada. It's, it's just, it's too long. So what you need to do, well, what we believe you need to do is break things down into iterative deliveries. So you start off with your first delivery and you get your first delivery done. So, you know, even if that's a month, a month and a half, two months, then you've got that phase one out of the way. And typically I try to steer away from using phase one, phase two, because mm-hmm. we all know that game in IT, right? <laughs> what, do, what do you call something that never gets delivered in an IT project? Phase two. Yeah. So that's <laughs> like... It's the truth, right? We all know <laughs> it, right? Burns a little bit. <laughs> it's the truth, though. <laughs> like most of the time, like at least 75, 80% of the time, that <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> true. So we, we don't do that. Well, I like to think, no, actually, we just, we don't do that. Um, but we, we break that down into like, what is your, what is your most burning and pressing issue? Like, let's go fix that. Yeah. And we fix that and we iteratively build out trust with the customer and we iteratively build out their solution. And okay. then they get value for money as they move along as yeah. well. So they see something tangible that is like, okay, cool. I can see this is happening with these two systems. Sweet. I'm getting value. Mm-hmm. So the problem comes in is when all too often, well, no, actually, no, we tend to control this conversation pretty well, but sometimes what happens is the customer tends to jump around and bounce around mm-hmm. if you have too much on the plate for that initial delivery, and then you actually don't get anything tangible out. Mm-hmm. So then you have that awkward conversation three months down the road of the customer going, I'm seeing zero value for my system, and it's like, well, dude, if you were not running around like a headless chicken, then sweet, yeah. you would have something. So we try to work with our customers to engage with the concept of 
let's focus on that, deliver it, move mm. on to your next yeah. step. And I think a lot of the companies struggle with that. So we go in with an approach of here's a solution, let me sell it to you. But we're speaking to people who are in the agricultural space, yeah. who yeah. are in SMB spaces and they're selling say insurance they have no idea how their processes should be yeah. yes so how we try and approach it too is we go in and we tell mm. listen to you what's the problem but yes salesforce is a means to an end but it's not the end and yes. the way how do they get to an end yeah so we need input from the customer to say this is our strategy this is our end goal and then we can tell you this is how a solution or technology can fit into that whether yeah. it be salesforce or or something mm. this is that's where we got to come in with a consultation because we've got those business analysts, those guys who have those 20 years of experience and say, you know, this is, these are the best practices. Yeah. Guys in the agricultural space really don't understand that. Yeah. And I think too, too, too often, you know, I've, I've, I've done it myself. One comes to pitch a solution. That's yeah. not the best selling we've found is to say, all right, what's your problem? This is how to address it. Yeah. Yes, Salesforce yeah. can be a solution to yeah. to your goal. Yeah, so we've got an interesting thing and it resonates entirely with what you just said is we talk about the you and yours voice. So we talk about like what is, what is your need? What do you require yeah. when talking to the customer, obviously? So, so like what does your solution stack look like? What can Synatic do for you? What does what needs do you have? So we don't talk about Synatic does this. We do that. Yeah, us uh, or our solution. This is this is about us. It's never about us. It's about you and what your needs are. So our pitch is slightly different in that. Um, very often people have the solutions in place already. So they'll have a Salesforce or a HubSpot or a Dynamic CRM or an Acumatica or a NetSuite or whatever it is in place already. And they're sitting there saying like, I've got all of these systems, but they aren't talking to each other. So we've got a more more specific pitch point than general business processes, which is a, mm -hmm. actually a greater yeah. challenge for you guys versus us, where we're saying, well, you very often either you're on the road with a sales force or you already have sales force and we can make the data flow easily between different solutions that you have in your ecosystem. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I think we find that, you know, a lot of people, as you said, they, are, they do have um, their different solutions that they are currently using but find the value in Salesforce and that's where, you know, where Synatic comes in, it, it kind of, puts the two together exactly you know um and and i think uh, and you can uh, my qu next question is well that's pretty much the answer is the synergy between tetrad and, and Synatic is that you know at the end of the day we're 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 accommodating you know what customers have so so they might have a different you know p platform that they do certain things on yeah. that they don't want to necessarily get rid of but they also see the value in salesforce and how it can assist their business um so yeah i think that's quite a not you know why Synetic and Tetrad actually have that synergy is because at the Absolutely. end of the day, um, you know, it's about helping the customer. 100%. Yeah, and, and that's spot on. Yeah. Like that's, that's where so many customers have challenges. Yeah. Like you look at that ecosystem of Salesforce and Salesforce is insanely powerful and mm. the ecosystem around it, people underestimate the value 100%. of that entirely. Yeah. Like the fact that you can go DocuSign, boom, done. Yeah. Like that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like people, people don't actually like 
customers don't understand how much value that actually is. Yeah. Well, no, that's too pervasive. Very often, customers don't understand how no, much value absolutely. that brings. And like yeah. the value of being able to just say, cool, I'm going to plug and play a whole bunch of stuff that I need and then tweak, tweak, tweak on the front end mm. and cool, I'm good to go. Yeah. Like, sure, like you were talking about it earlier when we were upstairs and chatting over coffee, like you were talking about how, um, you know, Salesforce is, it often requires a lot of customizations, but sometimes well especially for mid-market customers that isn't necessarily true you don't yeah. even make tons of of mm. like hardcore dev changes to it yeah like you can very often just do stuff a lot of powerful best stuff. practices mm. yeah uh, which is exactly box. it out of the box because yeah. and this is what i'm saying as <coughs> as much as uh we want to understand where where you're going what your strategy is and your goal salesforce has millions of customers behind them mm and therefore has acquainted their yeah. system with the best practices, why should you nurture a lead? How, how long should it take you? What's your activity like? Do we have chat, et cetera, stuff like that. Mm. That's where I think, you know, it's cool to have a, uh, or, or, or be selling a product that really has all of that experience behind it mm. because yeah. it's a solution in itself, whether you want to customize it or not. Yeah. And, and like in a, in a, a huge irony where a case study Synatic is a case study of Salesforce mm. is so we used Salesforce a period of time we we're like ah it's too expensive we can't warrant the expense um, or uh, warrant the expense is incorrect like we we wanted to evaluate other solutions to see if there's more cost effective way we enter another ex a solution for about eight months, nine months, mm. and we came back proper, like tail between our legs, like, <laughs> we've got <laughs> our licenses back. Sorry, Salesforce. Like, it was a... Uh, Did it, you hear that, eh? Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's real. So, one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, but it, yeah. that, that's a, a real story. It's yeah. and, and the, I mean, like, the cool stuff we do now uh, with Salesforce is like, so what we're doing is we bring our usage stats. So we never bring the customer's data itself into Salesforce. So we use it, we're going like, um, you know, how many, how many records did you transfer this month? Cool, mm. you transferred one and a half million rows of data and you're storing 500,000 rows of data in your, in your data warehouse and you had X amount of API calls. And what we actually do is aggregate that data, push it into Salesforce, compare that to what the customer is licensed for, mm. and we get an automatic recon of people who are overusing on their licenses. Boom, mm. done. And like it's it's entirely automated with Salesforce. Yeah. Like there it is. We had to push the data there. So it in an in an in a ir ironic turn of events again, like we actually using Synatic to push mm. the data into Salesforce, which is a case study for using Synatic. Yeah. But now what with we do Salesforce. with Salesforce, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Um, but but like we're we're getting the customer 360 mm. because we've got bespoke data we need for our customer success team coming out of Synatic and pushing it into Salesforce, automating the comparison, and now our our quarterly business reviews are dead easy. It's like. Yeah. Here are your stats. This is what you're using. This is what you're licensed yeah. for. Um, here are your potential upsells. What did we talk about last time in our upsells? Mm -hmm. Boom, there it is. There's your data. Move on yeah. with it. Yeah. So, Jamie, something that's been boggling me throughout this whole conversation. So, you guys are a, a fairly, let's say, small team in inverted commas, 40 people, yeah. correct? But you're working, you were saying uh, you work in SA, UK, US. Number one, 
how do you do it? Number two, how do you do it? <laughs> no, no, but number one, how Can do you do it? Sip of your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine fuels everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, number one, how do you do it? And number two, what's your growth plan? I, I know you yeah. guys, I'm sure the demand is, is more hectic than the supply. How, how are you guys going to strategize um, that? So, so our, our key markets that we're pushing hard at are, are UK and US. As mm. I say, we are still active in the SA market f- through partners. So partnerships is a big thing for us in SA. Yeah. Um, targeting customers directly in, in SA, is, it's not on our radar. Okay. It's just what it is. Um, but we very, we very much value partnerships in SA. So we want to drive those. And we've got... Intense and three, wink, wink. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but we do yeah. both directions. Eh? So yeah, no, I of mean, course. And, and it works, it's worked brilliantly with Ticketrad yeah. is we've been able to go with like a um, couple of those travel deals we've yeah. done recently. Like here it is, Tetrad. Mm. Like you get commission for Synatic and mm. you get the deal and you get the professional services. It makes sense for you guys because 100%. that's what your business is. Yeah. It makes sense for us. So all good. Um, in terms of growth strategy, uh, we've got a couple of uh, key partnerships in the UK in the insurance sector, um, very much pushing in the insurance sector. And the insurance sector has got an absolute nightmare of data in it. It's just every single time we delve into it, like claims management systems, policy administration systems, agency management systems, they're all on disparate tech stacks. They mm. all need to be aggregated out so that A, they can report and B, they can integrate every single time aggregate integrate it's the same same story every time and then we've got uh, staff complement of closing in on 10 i think we're at eight we're about to be at nine in the u.s and okay. we've got a full full stack of like um, sales director regional sales directors um, account managers we've got our marketing over there so we've got two marketing folk over there and then our sales development representatives so that and that team's going to grow out in time as well so so, so do, do they do the 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 team does the team in the u.s um do a lot of your i know you guys are are purely well mainly based on partnerships um well that's that's how you you work do they then look for partners uh or does it just so so in the u.s we are going okay. some directors okay. or quite a lot of direct and then there's spin-offs of yeah. partnerships in the u.s as well okay. so we find that partnerships come through doing direct deals so mm. we'll go to direct deals so i mean in in a, a weird set of events we signed a decent sized contract last week um in the u.s it's a two thousand person insurance organization so in the US, that's not a particularly big insurance organization, okay. interestingly. Sure. So in the US, like a big insurance organization is like 30,000 people, wow. which we would, we we will, we can deal with, but uh, like that's a big, that's a just, <laughs> uh, that's like bigger than Moby Dick. Um, so we, we signed that contract and then I get a, an email from the Salesforce AE the next day saying, well, hey, you're integrating their AMS 360, which is an insurance solution over yeah. there to Salesforce. And we're like, sweet, happy days. Like we've got other AMS 360 customers. Yeah. So like that, that network effect is very big in the, U- in the U S and okay. again, because they're such a delivery driven set of people, they, they really actually are driven by entirely by the bottom line. Okay. It's, it's a capitalist environment, yeah. as we all know. I mean, like, that's not really sharing anything new, but they're going like, cool, if I can make my deals work better, 
because I bring Synatic in and I can sell Salesforce quicker or entrench Salesforce more, happy days. Yeah. Let's talk to Synatic. So that network effect is very strong in the US. As also in Salesforce, I'm sure it's with Synatic, adoption is key. How do you guys manage that? So we've, we've got that iterative process. So what we want to do is ensure that they see value. They, We want to be sure that the customer sees value as they go through that journey. Yeah. So the moment they see value, they adopt and they come up with more ideas and more things to do. So there's the the initial project is key. So that initial project of what are we hitting? What's the burning issue? Mm -hmm. Is there enough business value in it to make sure that the customer sees the value? So is it going to be something mm -hmm. tangible? And that's what we like to focus on up front. The moment we get past that is we want to have a project review straight afterwards and partly check that it ran well, but partly set ourselves up for, so what's next? So yes, there are customers where there isn't a so what's next, but there, there are times where the so what next is, well, you've done what I needed you to do yeah. because it's a SMB customer, yeah. so that's okay. But what we're looking for is that we've succeeded at something, we've delivered on it, what does the next delivery look like? And that's how you drive adoption is by staying close to the customer, staying close to their needs, going from burning issue to the next most burning issue to the next most burning issue. So um, I came up with a phrase, well, not a phrase, but a, a turn of phrase, at least uh, fogs. So kind of like FOMO, just fear of getting started <laughs> so, as opposed to fear yeah. of missing out. Yeah. So that fogs is very real. Like when people look at this like Everest of a data mm -hmm. challenge and they go like, where the hell do I start? And then taking customers through the journey of realizing like, People don't, well, okay, there's some insanely fit people who do climb Everest in a day, but mm. let's leave those out. <laughs> out there, okay? We won't talk about them. <laughs> yeah, they're just wacky. Like, it, you don't climb Everest in a day. You climb at base camp by base camp mm. or step by step. Yeah. So taking customers through that journey of like, cool, what's right here, right now in front yeah. of you, fix that and move on to the next thing. And mm. in doing that, to circle back to your question, that adoption process is, it's, it, it is just so much more improved through that process because yeah. we've done something along the way. We yeah. don't feel like we haven't achieved. So no one gets out of bed in the morning and goes like, I'm looking forward to not achieving today. Yes. Let's yeah. go and do it. You know, if you feel like you're achieving and that's life per se, really not business, but if you feel like you're achieving and you're doing something, you're going to put more energy into that and you're yeah. going to put more effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, and I think that's what, you know, Going back on the the synergy between Tetrad and and Synetic, we we also very big on you know taking it step by step, showing the the, the value as we go along, um, because it, you know people are afraid to get started. It is a, a reality, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, but Jamie, I think thank you very much for for meeting with us today. Um, we have been. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> we have been thoroughly enjoyed it. We need to work on how Sorry. you sentences. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we've, yeah, we've, we've enjoyed it. And um, can we just tag you on LinkedIn? Do you have a LinkedIn, Instagram? Yeah, Twitter? absolutely. TikTok. TikTok. LinkedIn, I don't have <laughs> Oh, no. I'm over 40, man. Like, who over 40 has TikTok? Come on. Yeah, but no, thank you so My much. My daughter has TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, which one? Eight? No, no, ten. ten. Well, okay. We're definitely not going to be taking <laughs> them. <laughs> It'll be kind of weird. Um, but yeah, no. 
<laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for your time, awesome. guys. Ciao. That was awesome. <laughs>